Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. If you've been listening to this podcast or watching my Instagram stories, you know I have been on a journey to heal my hormones, to get my cycle back, and to finally feel like myself in my body again. This journey has been a long time coming. At least it feels like it. I've really been at this since December of last year. And I think it's very important that I share this and talk about it. One, the different phases that I've been going through in order to be able to get my body to where it is right now but also to really just have this conversation human to human. I know so many of you are dealing with hormone imbalances, with not feeling like yourself in your body, with your body not responding or a body that is just overly stressed. And just because I have certifications and I have all of this education and I help women heal their hormones doesn't mean I'm above a hormone imbalance. Why? Because guess what, I internalized stress too. And I had a lot of trauma that had manifested itself in my body that I didn't take care of. And I didn't focus on my nervous system. And I pushed myself too hard with work and I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, I had all the signs. And in my head, I thought I was above it until it hit. And I've really had to take a big step back in order to heal my body and focus on what I need to focus on. So really, I want to walk you through this episode, what I did to get me to the place where I lost my cycle, what the signs were. And then I also want to walk you through what I've done since. Um, I've had to take a lot of steps back from teaching classes, from doing the workouts that I want. I've had to intentionally gain weight, which is a very hard thing. I wouldn't say intentionally gain weight, but I had to pull back from any sort of calorie deficit and I've had to really decrease my activity, um, which going from where I was to where I'm at now, naturally my body was going to put on a little bit of weight. Um, It's been a tough thing, but again, my body was overly stressed. It wasn't in a position where I could be in any calorie deficit. So I've had to make some hard decisions on pulling back from things that were so, so important to me in order to get my body in the position that it is today. And that is, I got my blood work back last week and I sobbed like a baby because my numbers are have drastically improved. And I'm finally in a position where I can make steps in the right direction on where I want to be with my body. 
And I sort of had to earn that right, which sounds like a very weird thing to say, but we really do. If we want composition change or we want to get stronger, we want to focus on goals that really have to do with our body. It's not just physical. It's what's going on internally too. And a lot of us have to earn the right to be there. And my body wasn't in any position where I could do that earlier this year. So most of this started, I would say the biggest signs of this started last year. I had my blood tested in August last year, full hormone panel, full thyroid panel, had it all. I went to an integrative physician, so um, she really laid it laid it out there for me. And when it came to my thyroid, it was normal. I mean, I did a full thyroid too. My um, testosterone was normal, my estrogen was normal, but my progesterone was physically non-existent. I was not ovulating whatsoever. There's low progesterone, and then I was on the low side of low. And she looked at me and she said, I honestly don't know how you're functioning with energy. I don't know how you're in full-blown depression. You're not in full-blown depression. And I said, well, I'm very good at putting a smile on my face. And all of you saw that last year on social media. You would have never known the chaos that was going on in my life. You would have never known how broken I was because you saw a smiling face show up on social media. And if I could redo that, I would probably do it different. But at the time, that was a safety mechanism for me, and that was all that I knew. I didn't know how to show that I was breaking. I didn't know how to ask for help because I was the person that everyone always came to for help. I was the helper. I was willing to give to everybody else, but I wasn't giving to myself whatsoever. I was in a very emotionally abusive relationship with a narcissist. And if you're familiar with narcissistic behavior, it's a very stressful situation to be in. One, he, I mean, just emotional abuse in general, but two, he would constantly make me feel like I was doing something wrong, constantly watching me, lying all the time, manipulating. And on top of that, you know, he was in the fitness industry. So I knew that there were other girls. Did I know at that time? No, but in my heart, I knew in my gut that I knew. So I constantly felt like there was competition and which mental, emotional, physical stress on a woman in general. So I felt like I had to have this like perfect body and I was working out six or seven days a week and he was a trainer. So I was constantly working out with him and teaching classes at Equinox. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't able to sleep at night. I was wired all the time because my body, it was like my body was rejecting what I was doing in my life and I knew it, but I wasn't listening to it and I wasn't in tune with it at all. So I wasn't sleeping. I was wired and tired. Energy had completely tanked. I was functioning off of caffeine, but even that was really starting to affect my body. Um, I wasn't seeing the results that I want for as much as I was working out and wanting to build muscle. There were all of these signs where my body just wasn't responding. It was breaking down. So I decided to get blood work, figured out why not ovulating. You know, it's a huge sign. I mean, the biggest thing that the biggest things that support progesterone are going to be your stress levels and your sleep. Two things that I wasn't taking care of at all. And then previous to this, you know, I had been, I had quickly, I had separated from my husband, quickly got into this relationship. And in my head, I didn't want another failed relationship. I look at that version of me and gosh, like what an unhealed version of Katie, first of all. I don't even recognize that girl from a year or a year and a half ago because now I would never get myself in that situation. But I didn't know any better then. And I wanted to help him and I wanted to try and fix him. And I wanted it to work because the last thing I wanted was another failed relationship. In my head, I wanted this like cute social media relationship. We were both in the fitness industry. 
Meanwhile, this person is just absolutely breaking me and then coming back and manipulating and apologizing and doing all of the things that, you know, abusive men do. It's they're, they're good at what they do for a reason. I had never dealt with that before. So it was very easy for me to just fall, fall back into it, fall back into the cycle. So I was just under massive stress mentally, physically, and emotionally. And for a lot of us, that doesn't mean we're in abusive relationships. That could just mean stress from everyday life, stress from family, finances, spouses, you name it. This manifests in our body on top of past traumas that have manifested in our body. And it's a recipe for disaster when it comes to our hormones because we never get to move through it. We never get to release it. We never get to live the life we want to live because we're carrying so much in our bodies and so much is tied to our bodies. So this, I got these blood results back and then there was sort of this breaking point last year. It was actually on my birthday of last year and I'm doing a podcast episode, a one-year podcast episode to tell you all the story of what happened on my birthday last year and what happened on the day that I released my podcast, which was my birthday. It's a pretty crazy story, but it started the separation from the guy that I was with and it started my journey to Denver, Colorado. So that was sort of my breaking point was September 6th of last year was my birthday. Then I moved to Colorado and, you know, coming out of just this like crazy downward spiral where I didn't know right from left up from down. And you guys know that moving was not an easy task and that was not smooth sailing by any means. And my body couldn't take it anymore. So December, I lost my cycle. And when I say my body shut down in a way that I've never had it shut down before, I'm a very active individual. I can always push through workouts. I I will be your go-to girl for that, probably in an unhealthy way, to be honest. I couldn't do it. I was familiar with fight or flight, but I had never hit freeze. So if you're not familiar with that, freeze is where your body's genuinely paralyzed. And I was, I mean, I was struggling with depression. I had just been through a lot. And my body, I I couldn't move. I couldn't work out. I had massive lower back pain, which now I know a lot of that was emotional. You know, as women, we carry so much emotion in our lower back and in our hips. And a lot of times lower back pain is directly tied to heavy, heavy emotions in our body. It can, it can also be injury. But for me, I think it was a little bit of both. I had pushed my body too hard and I was dealing with so many emotions on top of sleeping on an air mattress. And it was just, uh, it was a bad, it was a bad combo for my body. I wasn't able to work out. You know, I went from teaching six classes at Equinox a week, 10,000 steps a day, walking Tucker in the sunshine all the time, lifting maybe six days a week to absolutely nothing. I couldn't, I didn't have the energy to get out of bed. I barely had the energy to take Tucker on a one to two mile walk. So if you think about going from those high activity levels to where I was at, it was a drastic drop. And I, this happened. And on top of that, I, I mean, you're just in a new place. You're navigating it. You're, I didn't have any of my kitchen stuff, so I'm not eating the greatest. It was, it was a bizarre experience. December of this last year, I cannot explain what I sort of went through. It was just, it was, everything was so out of my comfort zone. Um, quickly, quickly started to put on some weight. And then my body again, just started to shut down with losing my cycle. So finally, um, in January, February of this year, I was like, I have got to do something. I can't do this anymore. I cannot live like this anymore. My nervous system was on overdrive. 
I wasn't taking care of my body and I also wasn't happy. And that was the biggest thing for me is that I was so unhappy. And I knew if I wanted to get my happiness back, if I wanted to feel good in my body, if I wanted to turn things around, get my cycle back, balance out my hormones, that I needed to do it the right way. And I was like, I'm gonna give this one shot. And there's no way in hell I'm going back. I'm not gonna half-ass this because if I do, then I'm gonna end up in the same position a year from now and that wasn't something I was willing to face. I was at such a low point, I wasn't willing to face dealing with this again in a year. So I said, I'm going to do things 100% the right way. I'm gonna address this with nutrition, with movement, with lifestyle, And not only that, but I'm going to step into a version of Katie that knows who she is so much that nobody, not a single person on this earth could ever take away her happiness. And I made that commitment to myself, but I knew it was going to be a long road because that was January. We're getting to August and I'm just now, like this is eight months in the making. I'm just now in a position where I'm able to start to step into getting getting back to where I was. And I actually don't like to say back to where I was because I'm not going back and I don't ever want to go back. Uh, this is Katie 2.0. This is a stronger version of me. But I'm just getting back to be able to do the things that light me up and make me feel really good. I do want to preface this by saying that, look, I wanted to do this without a super, super aggressive, restrictive, you know, autoimmune, paleo, sometimes the approaches get really, really extreme. There are cases where that stuff is necessary. I want you to know that what worked for me and my body, I'm very in tune with my body. That's the one thing I had going for me is I knew that something was not right with my body and I knew what I needed to do. It was just really hard to accept it. But what works for me might not work for you. And where when I'm dealing with women and their hormones, Wherever their body is at is where I need them, which means there's going to be different protocols for different situations and different scenarios. This was mine. But in general, the advice I'm going to give you is going to be really helpful. And the biggest thing I want to give you is a realistic timeline on how long it can take to really start to see these changes in your body. Because I'm just eight months into it and I'm just beginning my journey back to where I used to be. Things have just balanced out. And so if you're dealing with a hormone imbalance, I want you to have the honest conversation with yourself of, have you given it eight months of doing the right things, of not getting frustrated with the scale, of not going back to these crazy old ways because you don't know what else to do and you just want to lose the weight? Have you given your body time to heal in order to be able to be where you want to be? Have you earned the right to be able to actually diet, to be able to lose weight. Because if you haven't earned that right, you have to do that with your body first. And again, this isn't all about dieting, but I know that's a goal for so many of you is weight loss. And there's this huge block of my body doesn't feel good. And I know something's going on, but it's putting all the pieces together. So let's address this. Like anything with my coaching, we're going to address this movement, nutrition, lifestyle. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I did for all three of those things. So let's start with movement. Again, I don't teach classes anymore. You, if you stepped into one of my classes at Equinox, if you were ever a part of that, it makes me tear up when I think about it. You know that teaching lights me up more than you could ever imagine in my life. Walking into a room full of women, teaching them how to move their body, putting on music and putting them through a strength training workout, 
There's nothing I love more than that. But I had to pull back from that because it was a big stress on my body. I actually had to pull back from strength training for three months. December, January, February, I didn't really start back until March. And I started really slow. I focused on walks in the sunshine, on stretching, on mobility, because that was all my body could handle. I, the second I did anything more, the second I tried to do strength training, my body felt depleted, exhausted, my lower back hurt, it wasn't ready for it. I had exhausted all options with my body and it wasn't going to respond. Even, even coming from somebody who loves to push her body more than you could possibly imagine, I knew that I couldn't push my body. So I had to pull back from that sort of training for three months, a very, very hard thing to do. And then I started slow with it. I started adding in three strength training sessions a week using like kettlebells at home, nothing intense in the gym. And I've built it from there. But even now, even now, I'm very, very cautious of it. I've started boxing again. I started boxing again about two months ago, something that I would have never been able to do in January and February. But I'm only boxing once a week. Do I wish I could do two to three times a week? Yes, I love boxing more than anything. But I do it probably three times a month, once a week. And then when I'm on my cycle, I don't do it because I'm honoring my hormones. I'm honoring where my body is at. And I'm really trying to nourish my body. I'm also very intentional with my workouts for the first time, I would say probably ever, to where if I haven't got sleep, if my body's feeling overly stressed, I will either not do a workout that day or I will be very cautious of the weight that I use and how hard I push my body. Rarely will you see me doing any sort of HIIT training or crazy cardiovascular training right now because, again, it's just been... It's been a different phase of fitness for me. It's been a different phase of movement, but I know I'm going to come back so much stronger. I know stepping into this next phase where strength and composition change is really important to me, I'm going to see such better results because I've taken the time to give back to my body, to nourish it, to listen to it, to make walking in the sunshine and stretching a priority. And I'm feeling really, really good about this and I cannot wait at some point to get back to teaching. I will celebrate the heck out of that with all of you um, once my body feels ready. For now, again, that's not something I want to add on just quite yet. Just added in a puppy to my life, so I feel like teaching would be a next step. But I am excited probably fall, winter is when I'm going to start teaching again, which will be really a year for me. Um, and that's the longest I've gone in a very long time without teaching. So let's move on to nutrition. And I chose to do this without any sort of massive restriction. That was important to me that uh, you guys know I don't preach crazy restriction. And I don't think you need to be really restrictive in order to heal your hormones and honor your body. But I do think there are things that you can do to support it. I don't think you can just, you know, wing everything and have whatever you want. And I think you need to be more intentional and more aware when there's a purpose behind it. But that doesn't mean you have to be restrictive. So the number one thing is I had to eat more calories. <laughs> and I know that sounds like, hey, that seems pretty simple, but it was very hard for me. When you're putting on weight and you know you can't be in a calorie deficit, let, let me just give you this. I, I'm just going to be very honest with you. Last year when I was at my prime, when I thought I was happy, quotation marks, in a relationship, when I was overworking my body because I was trying to look perfect for this guy, 
I was 149 on the scale. 5'7", 149, carrying a decent amount of muscle. I was pretty lean. Like if I look at my reels from last year, I mean, I had a six pack. Fast forward to today, I'm 164. So 15 pounds I've put on since last year. Five pounds of that is muscle. I've done the composition things and I am so thrilled that I've been able to put on muscle the last six months doing strength training. However, not all of that's muscle. And to be in a position where in one year I've put on 15 pounds, that's a hard, that's a hard thing for me to wrap my head around, especially being a coach in this industry. But I knew it was necessary. I knew my body couldn't be pushed and I, and this was a necessary phase. It was almost intentional weight gain. Could I have gone in this massive calorie deficit? Yes, but I would have stressed my body out even more and that wasn't something I was willing to do. I didn't track my food by any means, but I knew I had to eat more and my hunger levels were out of control. And that's a really good sign that you're, I wouldn't say a good sign, but that's a big sign that you're dealing with a hormone imbalance is when hunger levels are very, very high all the time. It's like your body is trying to work internally and it's not getting what it needed. So I had to add in some food. I had to add in some fuel. I had to start eating more. And I focused on building balanced meals for my body. I focused on honoring my hunger, adding in a lot more protein, adding in healthy fats, adding in nutrient-dense meals. Um, I decreased my caffeine intake. I mean, now I maybe have a coffee twice a month and it's even that will affect me. But reducing my caffeine intake, increasing my calories, focusing on nutrient-dense meals, adding in a lot of healthy fats, which do add in calories, but they nourish your hormones so much. And now I'm to a point where my hunger levels have completely leveled out. My body no longer feels depleted. It felt really depleted earlier this year. No matter what I did, it it was tired and fatigued and just didn't feel like myself. And now all of that has leveled out, which is really cool to feel. And now I'm excited because I have sort of unintentionally reverse dieted myself up to a calorie range. So now going into a cut that I'm going to start next week into a calorie deficit, my body's going to respond so much more and so much better because of this. And this is why I want to talk about it and show you this, that I've had to earn the right to diet. And yes, that meant I had to put on a little bit of weight and I had to take a step back from things, but my body is going to respond better. And I'm so freaking excited to take you along with this journey. I keep telling myself there's this thing in my head where it's very easy to go back to why did this happen to me or I don't feel at my prime or to compare myself to where I was last year. But honestly, that version of me was the most unhappy girl you could imagine. I just didn't know it at the time. But now I'm in this position where the story in my head is this happened for a reason. This happened because I'm meant to show women. I was meant to feel this. One, so I'm somebody who shows a lot of empathy in general, but one, so I knew how this felt. And two, so I could like step stronger into a leading role to be able to show women through this, to be able to walk women through this, and to be able to show you human to human like what it truly takes. Because by the time I'm done with being in a calorie deficit or maybe being back to where I want to be, this is going to be over a year process. And so my question for you would be, when was the last time you really committed to a year? It's, you we're wired for instant gratification. It's been non-existent for a lot of us. So I'm excited to show you that this is, this is a process. So the last thing I want to talk about is lifestyle. 
We've covered movement, we've covered nutrition, and lifestyle was the biggest leading factor. My nervous system was on overdrive. I wasn't taking care of my nervous system at all. I was my unhappiest self, my most unauthentic self. I didn't know who I was. I was very, which is why I got myself into these relationships and into these situations because you don't know who you are. If you know who you are and you're happy with yourself and you're showing up authentically, you're not gonna get yourself in those situations. So I had to really dive in to who I wanted to be as an individual. I say this all the time, but I had to be relentless with my happiness. I hired a self-discovery coach. I hired a therapist. And every single day I said, what makes me happy? Who is Katie? Who do I want to show up as? I had to really focus on taking care of my nervous system, which meant walks in the sunshine, focusing on regulating my circadian rhythm, my sleep and my wake cycle, setting hard boundaries in my life, cutting some people out of my life that was a really hard thing to do. It's hard to say this person actually isn't good for my life. I had to set stronger boundaries at work. I had to limit the amount of clients I could take so I could truly give them energy and focus on what I needed to give them without hitting burnout like I did the year before. All of these things I wasn't used to, and I didn't think they made a difference. Let me tell you, this made more of a difference than movement or nutrition ever did for my body. Honoring my nervous system, setting boundaries, and stepping into a version of me where nobody could take it away, where I knew exactly who I was. And that was the biggest thing. It was that conversation I had with myself in January. I'm only going to do this once. I'm going to be relentless with finding who I am fully and showing up as her. And in general, like that can't not make you happy. That can't not bring happiness into your life and joy into your life. That can't not reduce anxiety. I'm not going to sit here and compare myself to anybody anymore. Why? Because I know who the hell I am and I'm showing people that. And I have, there's no, there's no comparison. Why? Because nobody's me. Nobody is me. And that's a really special thing. And that was not anything that I, I thought the year, the previous year before, because I was in comparing, I was in this comparison cycle to all these different women, to trying to be perfect and not being myself at all in any way, shape or form. So the lifestyle thing was the hardest, but it was the biggest thing that I had to step into and say, I am no longer this version of Katie. I'm stepping into a new version of me. And this version takes care of herself and shows up as her and honors her nervous system and sets boundaries in every aspect of her life. It's not just physically fit. It's are you physically fit, mentally fit, spiritually fit, financially fit? I had to figure out all those things. I hired a financial planner this year. I didn't, I didn't even know where to start with saving, with retirement, with anything. That was always a massive anxiety in my life, something I internalized. Guess what? There's only one way to know how to do it. It's to learn. It's to become a version of me that takes control of my finances, that's financially fit. So these are things that I've learned. And again, it didn't happen overnight. But I'm really excited to keep sharing this next part of the journey with you to show you, you know, the things that it, the things that it takes to go into a calorie deficit or to get the results that you want to see. This is going to be a slow build and slow progress for me. 
And there's nothing else I want more than for you to see that and be part of this journey with me and ask questions and learn and understand that our bodies take time and we have to honor our hormones and we have to honor where we're at mentally with this because all of it plays a role in bringing it all together. So I'm really excited that you're here for the journey. If you have any questions on this podcast, one, if you're listening and this is resonating, please, please, please share it on social media so I can shout you out and I can connect with you. And if you have any questions on what it looks like to go into a calorie deficit or a topic you want me to dive more into on the podcast when it comes to this, feel free to reach out to me. Like there's a human on the other end of this phone for you. So know that um, I'm, I'm here for anything and I'm so excited to continue this journey with you. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.